It's been said that most people die at age 25 and wait to be buried at age 65. So the big question is this. How are entrepreneurs like us who believe in God and read the Bible preparing for the financial danger that the bankers and brokers do not want us to know about? How do we resist a life that's less than we are promised and hold on to our dreams so that we can live in fullness every day? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the secret. My name is Nate Scott, and welcome to the Life is Rich podcast. All right. Great morning, Danielle. How are you? I'm doing very well. How are you, Nate? Doing excellent. Doing excellent. Listen, it was such a pleasure meeting you at the Great American Speak Off, and I'm delighted to have the opportunity to connect with you because I think you have a very powerful message and just great energy overall. And so I just wanted to start out this morning by just simply asking you to just share a little bit about your story. Who are you? (laughs) So I'm Danielle Maurer, obviously, and let me just return the feelings. Nate, it was amazing meeting you there. And, you know, there were so many people, but there were few that I actually resonated with, that I was actually drawn to. And you were one of them. I think we kept bumping into each other the entire time. So uh, very honored to be sitting here with you today. So thank you. Um, I am a former executive director for a major health and fitness company, spent 15 years there creating programs across the United States for about 157 locations. Um, But then I transitioned out and I decided in 2020, as the company needed to kind of shave down and um, let people go after the pandemic with when they reopened, uh, it was my time. I knew it was my time because I had had a stroke about two years prior to that, and it nearly took my life, and it was a very long recovery, but through that stroke, I had learned um, I was really designed for more. I was really meant for more, and even though in the position I was in, I was very honored because I was able to serve not just the team that I built, but all of these amazing people in this health and fitness journey and make their dreams come true, make their goals come true. But I knew I had to do that in a much deeper, bigger way. And that's exactly what I'm doing now. And I just, I'm very honored that I had this opportunity to live out serving those that need help right now, that want something different for themselves and maybe just don't know how to get there. Understand. And that's exactly why I I wanted to have you on to the Life is Rich podcast with Nate Scott. You know, life is rich means I live in fullness every day because I realize I am Christ's heir. That means spiritually, mentally, emotionally, relationally, physically, and financially. I know that as an heir, my father has it all. And because of that, I know that the only thing that I really have to do is grow my capacity in order to be prepared for those things which he's already set aside for me. And so when you think about and you speak about service, I can hear your heart, I can hear your desire to really be of value to other people. How does that resonate with you, with your, with your career path and those things in which you're currently doing? Oh, it's so aligned for the first time. Um... I think in my life, right? But I had to make it so. I had to make the decision. I had to step forward into it and not 
shy back from it. So I feel completely full. And I would say this, you know, when you live a life of service, when you decide to serve others and, and help them achieve what they desire and what they dream of so that they can be more, you know, most people chase money. And I'm not a money chaser because I'd rather at the end of the night, put my head on the pillow and go to sleep knowing I did something amazing for somebody. I got somebody from here to here. And even if it was just one step forward or five step forward or 10 steps forward, um, that fills my soul. That makes my heart sing. And I just do that all day long. And I, I just, to have that alignment, it's hard for some people who have not developed that alignment in their life yet. Um, it's a different level. That's a different playing ground that, that you're in. And, uh, like you said, to really bring it all together and be full, this is my sweet spot. I call it my jam. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Alignment before assignment, alignment before assignment. Mm-hmm. So talk to me, how did you actually get to that point of discovery? I know you talked about having your stroke, mm-hmm. but what, what led up to that? And, uh, and how did that even come about? What was the scenario? For the stroke or the alignment? The, uh, <laughs> the, the things that led up to the stroke. You know, it was... There was no medical reason for it, to be honest. The doctors can't to this day tell me what happened. I don't toss clots. I was not unhealthy. I live a very healthy life, very healthy lifestyle, obviously being in health and fitness. Um, there was no rhyme or reason for it. So you back down to good old fashioned stress, right? But I say in hindsight, where I am today, it's good old fashioned I wasn't aligned with who I was supposed to be. And someone upstairs said, you need a little rattle because you're not listening to what we're telling you. You're ignoring who you're supposed to be. And I always kind of had a feeling like I was always meant for more. And for so long, I was just afraid to step forward. I didn't know what that was. I didn't, oh, how can I do that? Oh, that's not meant for me. What are you kidding? I'm, I'm already doing something. And so many people in the world say these things to help to to push themselves back and to play really small. And so I got the message loud and clear when I woke up after a 26 hour stroke coma in a hospital and I'd lost my vision. I lost my speech. I lost my memory. I literally was crawling on the floor for a good year um, until I could get everything. I worked so hard to repair the outside stuff, but then I had to do the inside. But all along the way, I kept hearing, you were meant for more. You're not meant to do what you're doing now. What, you're, what you've been doing is great, but that was your training for what you're about to do next. And once I stepped into that and I said, you know what, I'm just going to do this because the noise is getting louder. The noise is getting louder. The message is getting clearer. And I wasn't quite sure exactly what it was. And I think that's what bothered me. You know, when we're, we're an executive, when we are somebody who does strategic planning and writes five-year plans, like we want to know what that is. And until we do, it feels fuzzy and it's uncertainty. So it's fear. And so I just decided to step past the fear 
have the faith and know that whatever it was, was going to reveal itself. And that's exactly what it did. I didn't decide what it was. It came to me and it revealed itself. And I stepped forward and I haven't stopped walking forward since. And to me, that's, I think why I had the stroke because I wasn't aligned. You know, I think we all have a pivotal moment in our life in which we can point back to and say, you know what, it was in this moment that things shifted. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, it was at 19, serving in combat during Operation Desert Storm. When I said, Lord, if you allow me to make it back, I'd never waste a day of my life. Because it was in that moment that I really realized and understood that life wasn't promise. That there was something that I was called to do and I had no con- I didn't know what the end state would be, but I took a vow in that moment, knowing that the person that had control had a choice. And I always would pray, Lord, not my will, but let your will be done. And so because I was able to make it through that particular point in my life, I set out very intentionally to live each day in fullness, to truly be an instrument to not take the chance of leaving anything undone with the understanding that I had no control over the time. And so it's all boiled down to what I call how to think versus what to think. I'd like to know from you, because you've gone through this process and now you've entered into your, I would, I would guess you would say your calling, um, what do you feel led to do in making the impact on the audience in which you serve? Right. God, I really love what you had just said, because that's a conversation that I had too, sitting in the hospital room. <laughs> so I, I resonate with that. That's, that was my move forward. And I've, I've kept my promise ever since. So I, I'm really led to help uh, not, I say women at first, right? Professional women. And I do serve them the most, but I do have plenty of men who come and I help them become who they want to be creating impact for others. So I help them create, I help them launch their impact business with clarity and confidence, but I don't launch products, right? That that's not that's not me. I want to know that you're going to go serve someone else. So I call it the spider web of influence that you're there to, whether you teach forgiveness, whether you are a life coach, whether you are somebody who teaches someone to get through Hashimoto's, um, to be a better mom, to whatever your jam is, I listen and I actually interview people because I'm going to make sure that they're right here right? This isn't here. We're not chasing the dollars. We're, we're going for the heart and we really want to help somebody else. And I serve those people all day long. I won't go to sleep until I know I've done a great job for them and get them to where they want to be because I know what it means to be misaligned. And I, I want them to be aligned with their true selves. I do. Um, so that's my mission. That's, that's my calling. That's, that's what I've always been meant to do. And I didn't know it. I didn't, I really didn't know it. How did you discover it? Because I find that many people that's in the same, that's position. In fact, I talk about who you be versus what you do. You know, we're in a society where everything's about do, do, do. 
but it's about who you be. And I frame it from the vantage point of saying you are the asset. You're the most greatest, you're the greatest thing of value that God has. God delivers all things through his children. And in turn, he puts us in position so that he can get the glory. And so that means that in each and every situation, we must understand that we're uniquely qualified for that which we're going through. Truly who you be versus what you do. And similar to you, I look to activate people by getting the believer to truly believe. Because then once you have that understanding of who you are and whose you are, well, then you can commit to the work that's required in order for you to raise your capacity. Because no good father is going to release the keys to the car if you're not ready to drive it. If you don't have the ability to drive, you don't have the responsibility, you don't have that yet, you got to make sure that you get those things in order, even if the car is sitting right in the driveway. And so to that end, talk to me. What do you think about how this, this discovery came about? Because I think people were out there struggling with really oh, yeah. knowing who they are. Absolutely. So when I, through the 15 years of, of that job, really, I was a coach, right? I had an entire team and I coached them how to achieve their goals. So when I knew it was, it was time to switch, walk away from that, I knew I would always be a coach. That's, that's the calling, but I didn't know what kind of a life coach should I be a health and well, like, what kind of a coach would I be? Right. And I think that's where people are so afraid to say there's something because it makes them feel like a one trick pony. But the reality is that everything you need is already designed in you. And we've gone through experiences already to prepare us to become who we are meant to be. Right. So for me, it started with, I knew I had to be a coach, but I didn't know what kind of a coach. And I looked at it all and I said, you know, I, I, something's not pulling me yet. Something's not pulling me yet. And I did become a high performance coach because that spoke to me. Becoming the best version of you is spot on for me. But along my way, I saw so many others that were starting where I was, I'm talking thousands, who couldn't find that, who took so many different courses and so many different programs to try to become who they were, wanted to be, who they're meant to be, and they couldn't put the dots together. It wasn't cohesive. It wasn't that they were getting the wrong information. They just were stuck, overwhelmed, frustrated. So I realized, that's who you're meant to be. You're, you're meant to help them put the pieces together, help them unlock what's already inside of them and get them to where they need to be. And I, I built it, I designed it, and that's what I've been doing ever since. So for everybody, it's different, but you'll know it because they say you have the spidey senses. And I love that you brought that up because when anybody goes to create something, build it before they launch it, the two places, everybody gets stuck at and decides out of um, fear and out of uncertainty that, oh, this isn't for me, that's a sign. Okay, I'm out, I gotta go back and get the job, is what is the idea, the one problem that we solve and who is it for? Without these two, we can't move forward. So I do help them unlock what is the one idea? 
how to find it. And then who is that gift for? And then we go through the rest of it, right? Because then the rest becomes easy. And I'm moving you from here to here because who you're meant to be isn't here. And everybody plays here. It's here. And you'll know it. The moment you say it, you're like the hair, you ever feel that the hair on your arm stands up and you get the little goosebumps and the t- and you know, you're like, oh yeah, this is gonna, this is, this is it. That's the moment, you know, you've locked and aligned. And you know what? Along the way, sometimes we pick something that's just slightly off to the left and you just got to tweak it. And then you're right where you need to be. But everybody gets stuck there. You're absolutely right. Because there's so many ideas and people know they're good at so many things that they're just so afraid to pick one because they think it limits them, but it doesn't. It expands them. Because all the other things that they know, all the other skills that they have, they go to support the one thing they're meant to be. Yeah. You know, thoughts lead to feelings, which lead to actions, which lead to results. Thoughts lead to feelings, which lead to actions, which lead to results. And so it's a process that many times people just just aren't aware of. And so I can understand how valuable it is for you to be doing what you're doing. I also understand that many people lack understanding and then the ability to actually apply. Miles Monroe says that knowledge is information, understanding is comprehension, but wisdom is applied knowledge. And I find so often that people are stuck going from this thing to that thing without ever realizing that the problem is that they just didn't get that fundamental lesson that was covered in the first thing that they did. Mm -hmm. And so I can appreciate that that what you do in helping people to kind of declutter and understand, because if you don't get off, if you don't get that, then you're still not dealing with the root or the foundation. Mm -hmm. So as you're entering into this next season of life for you, What are you most excited about? I'm most excited for the lives that I touch and who they go touch. It's really not about me. I'm just the person who's helping you get where you want to go. So when I see, when they come back and they say, oh, I've been doing this and I've helped this many people. And now I'm, oh, that's what I'm excited for. I want to see the lives that they touch. I want to see who they touch and who the people that they touch, touch other lives. I wanna see that spider web. And I'm, I'm watching it unfold uh, all along the way in the past year. And this is just humbling. I, I, like there's no other word than humbling for me, but it's, it's absolutely amazing to see everybody grow and rise around you, right? That's exciting. That's super exciting. And so the more lives I can touch, the more lives they can touch. What does that look like in the next five or 10 years, right? Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. What are some practical things that you can provide that you walk out in your life that you think would be a benefit to others as far as how you go about, you know, approaching um, creating the life that you've now, you know, embarked upon? Yep. So one of the lessons that I love to share with people is you have to give up and giving up isn't the same as giving in. 
And what we give up is never more than what we gain. So when we give things up, we actually gain. And it's odd to hear for some people because we say, oh, you're not supposed to say give up. But I say, yes, you do. What we have to give up are those beliefs that we can't. We have to start here first. No matter what you want to be in life, if we don't have this part right, our thoughts right, what we believe in ourselves, nothing else matters. Anybody could give you the skills. Anybody could teach you how to do it. Anybody could hold your hand walking through it. But if you're not right here with you, it's not going to happen because you're always going to be looking for the sign that you were never meant to be there in the first place. So from life experiences for all of us, there are things that have happened that have been amazing. That is your um, signal to say that you can. But there are also things that have happened that weren't so great that we hold on to. And what it does is it masks your vision for you to be able to see what you're truly capable of. It's just locked inside. So we have to stop giving ourselves labels that we don't deserve. We have to stop saying what we can't do and decide what we can do. We have to stop thinking that things aren't meant for us and we're not good enough or we're not worthy enough. We're not smart enough. We're not we're too old. We're too young. It, there's lots of things that we do. We have to give that up because when you do, the doors open for you. If you don't do it, when the doors open, you don't walk through. When the opportunity presents itself, you don't take it because you don't think you deserved it. So give up in order to gain. That's the first one. When we've cleaned the mind junk out and you believe that I want you to always step forward. I don't care if it's one step a day. I could not have recovered from my stroke. I mean, to say that I had no vision, I crawled on the ground. That's no exaggeration to say that I, I was slurring and I still pronounce words wrong today. Occasionally that's part of it to say that the damage inside that was amazing to get through, but to get where you see me now, that was one step forward every day. And the smallest steps make the biggest difference. Everybody thinks you need to go from zero to 100 in a moment. And you want instant results. It doesn't work that way. You have to just take one step and believe and have faith that what you want is on the other side. You're going to get there. But if you sit down, if you step backward, you're never going to get there. Just one step forward. And so what if you make a mistake? So what? Learn from it and take another step forward. So between believing that you can and being your best supporter, that's number one, because other people aren't going to support you the same way you do. Don't wear other people's labels and don't create your own. Step forward every single day. That's what Nate was saying. Action. Most people don't take action. Most people dream big, take zero action, don't step forward, and they're nowhere closer. So then they find something else to do. If you believe in you, don't give up on you. Or don't give in to you, I should say. Give up the things that don't work. Give up the things that don't serve you. But just keep walking forward. And it will unfold. You will learn. And you will be on the path you're meant to be on. And at some point, you're going to turn and go, wait a minute. 
I just crossed the world. When did I do that? Because you're so focused on the one step. Stop thinking about, I have to cross the world from the beginning. That's overwhelming. Wow. Wow. That's awesome, Danielle. Danielle, at this stage of your life, how important is your health and wellness? I mean, what did you really discover through that, what you've been through that uh, could be a benefit moving forward with and helping other people moving forward? How important is health and wellness to you? Number one, and it should be number one for all of us. And here's why. If you want to live a life where you serve others, if you don't have the energy, if you don't have the health, you can't give at your fullest, right? If there's not enough gas in the car, the car can't get to the destination. You're going to run out of gas and be on the side of the road hitchhiking. You must take care of your health. You must set up boundaries. You must know what's healthy for you and unhealthy. So that goes from the people that surround you. If they're not supportive, if they're not, um, if they're abusive, we need to get into a place that's healthy for you. You need to eat right. It doesn't mean you need to go work out, you know, six hours a day, five days a week, but you do need to be healthy. You need to watch and protect you because no one, no one can protect you better than you can. And you're going to need that so that you have enough to give to others because that's really the role of serving. It's not taking right? When we take, that's easier. But when we give, we're giving energy. We're giving love. We're giving pieces of ourselves to others. So you got to have enough in your tank. So health, number one, number one. And that means those boundaries, I have clear boundaries. I have a daughter who's 23. I have a husband. There's family time and that's on weekends. There is nothing you can do to take me away from my family. There's my time when I know I, I call it going dark and I suggest it for anybody and everybody. I call it going dark. I used to teach it to my team. Going dark means not, not becoming me. It means shutting everything off, everything off. And you just being with you, whatever it is that puts you back if you meditate, meditate. If you like to listen to music, go listen to music. If you like to go to a big movie house and just phase out, go phase out. Do whatever, read a book. Do whatever it is that grounds you, where you're taking care of you and it's just you. Because from there, you kind of rise 30,000 feet in the air and you can see everything for what it really is. Sometimes we're in the weeds, we think it's something bigger than what it is or worse than what it is, and it's not. So to be able to rise, to be able to reground, to be able to listen to our own voice that we were given, listen to the messages that are being downloaded, that's important for you to go dark at least once a week, once a week, just for you. You got to be selfish for you so that you can serve others when you understand the why and the impact then you understand the importance and the value. And that goes to part of your health. If I don't go dark at least once a week, I can't go into flow. 
And if I can't go into creativity flow, then I can't create the next five things for the people that I serve. That that's the right thing. Instead, you know, you start grabbing at straws and I'm not one who believes in scarcity. I believe in abundance all day long, every single day. And that's real because there is a difference. Yeah. I asked that question because the life is rich message is about the total, total being life is rich, live in fullness every day, realize I'm Christ's heir. That means from the foundation, spiritual, then mental, then emotional, then relational. And I call that the core. And then if you got the core solid, well, then it manifests in your physical and your financial. So what would you say you've learned through your own personal experiences, as well as through serving others about the true importance of finances? You know, we all have a different definition of what strong finances are. Let's be honest. We all have different definitions of what success is. What I might think is, is good finances, isn't good finances for someone else, and is the best finances for... So... When it comes to finances, I believe this. This is my this is my belief for me. When I've served well, when I've done well, when I've laid it all on the mat, the finances follow. But it means I have to be really true and um, authentic and honest, right? I don't finances when you have everything in harmony, as you're saying, Nate, right? your, your perfect harmony, it's your vibrations go up. Like, like you, you're on a different plane and it just all seems to come together. It's always when something, there's a kink in the chain, you can feel it and you got to fix it. But for me, for finances, while they are absolutely important in order to survive, I just know they come with a package when I have everything else right. And so I don't, I don't focus finance first. I never have, and I just never will. That's just me. And that may be different. I'm not sure if that's different for you, Nate, but I put that at the bottom of my, um, of my priority list because I've never had to struggle with finances. It's always been there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the reason I asked that question and it's so important for me to always bring this to head is because life is rich. Mm-hmm. Again, there's an order. There's an order in which I focus on to ensure that someone recognizes that there's an importance level because you can pull something out. If you have something in the wrong order, then it will reflect in other areas. Mm-hmm. So when that core is right, spiritual, mental, emotional, relational, well, the physical and the financial can still be overcome because the truth of the matter is, for example, with work, we don't work because we have to, we work because we want more. We're not working because we can't get our needs met. The truth of the matter is for shelter, the person sleeps under the bridge. Mm-hmm. Their needs are being met. The reality is, is the person that is homeless still eats. The needs are being met. The work that people do is always because there's a desire for more. But in having more, it's a reflection of the value in which one delivers. 
So it's not something pie in the sky. It's not something that just happens. It's something that has to be intentional if one wants something intentional at the end. And I believe that it's a responsibility for everyone that's in the space of, of enhancing lives to be able to say, you know what, there's an order. And my order may, my, my focus may be here, but at the end of the day, we all do know that there's a financial worry that's caused by the fact that, as that's revealed by the fact that 77 million baby boomers are retiring and facing a cash flow danger. And 66 out of 100 people age 65 earn less than $30,000 of retirement. Those are real issues that people that have full-time jobs and are doing everything that people say to do still end up with that result. So there's something that's missing. And it's my desire, and this Life is Rich podcast is all about being able to bring people exposure to people who are doing great things to expand beyond those things that are done and shared on the traditional mediums to be able to say, but let's now bring the practical application because far too often people are working really, really hard doing everything that people say to do but they're still missing the mark. And that leads to financial worry, which deals with the mind, which then leads to financial stress, which means <clears> the body. And then it's financial anxiety, which is both the mind and the body. My desire is to help people to overcome, reduce and eliminate that financial worry. Because if we don't do that, then no matter what great things people are doing, they still are really settling for less than what God has already laid aside for each and every one of us. So that's the, um, that's the spirit behind that question. So Nate, I also, um, with what you just said, so many people have such a bad money mindset and they either feel like they don't deserve it. They don't understand. They don't respect it. So as fast as they earn it, it's as fast as they spend it. And part of that is what gets people in trouble. So they need to understand that the wealth that comes for you, you need to understand what to do with it in order to multiply it so that you don't have to go into that state. Then you'll find people who put money on the top of the chain and they tend to operate out of scarcity. And so when we operate that way, we tend to make really poor choices, really bad choices. And we compromise everything underneath the health, the spiritual, um, the relationships, because we're focused on the one thing. And it is, like you say, being holistic. I just, for me, I just tend to put this here because I know these things are so strong and my heart is so true. There's no way this doesn't come. Right. And it's just going to get tougher in 2023 as as we go through this and we're going to see more people forget the core because there's a piece that's that's not where they need to be with the moment you can't take care of your family we we do things that we probably wouldn't normally do so i hear you on that Nate. and so i would say if we could get the mind the mindset around money to be the right mindset for you to know what the goal and how, how to save the money, how to invest the money, what, the, what you can do with what you have, 
people can start to see a better a better day and not go into the hamster wheel as yeah. as we would say right <laughs> yeah and that's why it's so important for people like us to come together and to to get that out there well listen what steps would one take in order to engage with you what what instructions would you give them um to connect with you and, and who should be connecting with you? You know, anybody who, um, I'd love to continue to focus on women. So any women who wanna build an impact business, an impact business. So we're gonna go help somebody else. We're not gonna go sell something like uh, a glass of water or something. Um, the best way to get a hold of me is to go to get launched with an ED agency.com. And there, there are some free resources and you can even hit support at getlaunchedagency.com. Um, even if you just came to look for me on Facebook for Danielle Maurer and you sent me a DM and you say, I saw you with Nate. I am pretty approachable. As, as, Nate, would, as Nate should know, I am pretty grounded and my feet are down on the ground. And um, you, know, you raise your hand, I, I show up. So I would love uh, to be of service to anybody who wants to create something for themselves and live in harmony and have a balance. I'm all about making you the best version of you. And it's not my idea of you. It's, it's who you're, you've got a calling. It's not my calling, but I'm here to bring it to life. That's, that's the best way to get a hold of me. Awesome. Awesome. And in conclusion, I'd love for you to look into the camera and speak directly to the audience and they'll also be able to hear it in audio but what would be your parting words that you'd like to leave them with every single one of you has a gift whether you see it today or not sometimes it's just locked inside of you and there is a moment where we decide that we want to become something then we want to be something but my job and Nate's job is to get you to be able to say, I am, I am living your dream, becoming who you're meant to be is a right for all of us, but you have to step forward, not sit down, not step back, not think it's for somebody else. So if you don't believe in yourself now, Maybe you're wearing some labels. Maybe you think you failed at something. Whatever that is, we've all been there, including all the giants that are out there. Trust me, I know. We need to shake that free first. And we need to find in you what you have because there's something in your hands right now that is who you're truly designed to be. And it's time to release that to the world. Find that alignment. Keep the balance that Nate says and the harmony. And more than 2023, more than a recession, when you find this alignment, your life will never be the same. You'll start to ask yourself the same way I did, and I'm sure the same way Nate did. What was I thinking all these years? So it is time for you to unlock your gifts and not be afraid of it. Not question what it is, or even if you have one, because I've heard that too. It's in you. We just need to unlock it. 
it's time for you to become I am. Thank you for listening to the Life is Rich podcast. I'm your host, Nate Scott. Remember, if I tell you, you'll forget. If I teach you, you'll remember. But if I involve you, you'll learn. One way to get involved is to rate, subscribe, and leave feedback on iTunes by answering the question, what did you like best about what you heard? One of the problems faced by Christian entrepreneurs striving for success is having an alliance with like-minded people working together for a common, definite objective. Would you like to join a community of Life is Rich soldiers? If so, please rate and subscribe to the Life is Rich podcast on iTunes and text GROWTH to 904-204-0846 for the link and this month's free book. Again, please rate and subscribe to the Life is Rich podcast and text GROWTH to 904-204-0846. Again, my name is Nate Scott. Take care and be blessed.